Okay. Justice League. Just got done with it. Eh, Justice League. Thoughts on her? First initial reaction. We're going to summarize it in just one sentence. Well, if I can... You said a lie while we were watching this movie that I thought described the movie <laughs> to a T. We're, we were at the scene where... I believe it was when Steppenwolf was coming onto the Wonder Woman Island, Paradise Island, or whatever it's called, I can't yeah. remember. And I don't know what we were talking about, but you said this line that I just felt describe the movie entirely. It was over before it even started. And that's kind of how I feel about this movie. Because mm. I'm sure you guys going into it that you know that there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama going on with this movie. A lot needed to go right, but a lot of it did not go right. Yeah. But we could get, you know, we could spend all day talking about all that, but let's just say this isn't the movie that was supposed to be. It's not the movie fans deserve, I, I don't feel. I don't feel, with the rich characters that you have, is this the movie that you want to, like, say, these, this is... This is the Justice League. And I would say no. No. Like, it's, it's, um, it's, obviously it's disappointing that I didn't make what, uh, an Avengers level movie should do, but in a sense, I'm thankful it did not make what Avengers movie should do, because it taught DC mm -hmm. a lesson. Um, so. Because if you look at it from yeah. the perspective, if. If this movie had made Venom money, yeah. DC would keep making movies like this. Mm -hmm. Just like how Batman Forever was a modest success. Flashpoint movie would have been out by now. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. And like Batman Forever, if Batman Forever, you know, Batman Forever was a decent hit, that produced Batman and Robin, which I'm sure Warner Brothers is still trying to hide from their shelves and everything. Mm hmm. So, yeah, you're right. I think they did kind of learn a lesson. That's why DCEU is kind of where it's at right now. Mm. But we'll get more into that. Um, so, what So what are some... Do you want to start with positives? Negatives? I'm just... I'm thinking about it. I think we should start... For the benefit of having an equal and balanced review... I think we should start with weaknesses so that we could lead up to strengths because I know we're going to have more weaknesses most likely than strengths in this one and they're more in-depth weaknesses okay. than maybe the simple strengths are. That's fair. Except, especially for me, I have more really in-depth weaknesses than the strengths are just things that I, I, I like. That's fair. Um, and then my equation, my grade will come out of that. So, okay. Um, we're going to get on a topic soon, um, and I'll let you get on that topic, because okay. you were mentioning it. Um, I want to bring up one of my weaknesses in this movie, is that this movie is less than two hours long. Okay. Um, it's not possible to tell a cohesive story with these many characters... Three of them never having their own movie. I mean, Wonder Woman had her own movie by this point. So we know Batman, we know Ben Affleck's Batman, we know Man of Steel, we know Superman, and now we know Wonder Woman. 
The other three, we have no idea other than their superhero names and their video 10 second scene in BVS. And this movie does not give enough time to eat any of those characters for us to care a single bit if Flash dies. Mm-hmm. Now, that's harsh, but I'm pretty sure every single person that watches this movie, which to me really makes it a weakness, because when you watch Infinity War, when you watch at least Avengers, when I didn't even assume anyone was going to die coming out of Avengers, Iron Man almost died in Avengers 1. This movie has no stakes. Nothing in it is like concerning and something I should care for. I just want to bounce it off, but that's really something I feel is like a weakness. I I will combat that a little bit and say that potentially it could have worked with a two-hour time limit. Hear me out. I was looking at the time for Guardians of the Galaxy, a movie that is considerably a lot better than this. I'm, I'm assuming you would yeah. agree. Kevin Feige would agree with that. And But that movie was two hours, but yet they found a way to be able to make that a cohesive movie for the most part. I think that had there been a Flash movie, had there been an Aquaman film, had there been, you know, a, a, at least films for, for two out of the three characters that didn't have films... Like, you could have Cyborg have this be his first film or whatever. I think had we had movies to establish these characters already, I think the time limit could have worked. But yeah. since we didn't, then this film's job had to be to establish these characters so that way we could care for them mm-hmm. and be able to, you know, feel what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. But since we didn't, and the only one that really had their solo films are Wonder Woman and Superman. I mean, Batman, BBS, it's technically not his movie. Technically, it's it's weird. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, while I do agree with you that, I think had the right filmmaker have gotten in there, I think it could have worked. But because, I mean, of the behind-the-scenes stuff, but because Warner Brothers had too much of their hands in there, just so much going on, there's no way that this could have possibly worked. Yeah. Um, when this studio... And I, I like what they're doing now, which, that's the hopeful side mm-hmm. of the uh, what this movie taught them. Um, is that they let the directors do something, then the studio got involved when they didn't like what they see. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they change the director's vision. The thing about Man of Steel is that it's not everyone's favorite Superman movie. But, but it's if you all... believe the director's vision, some people like it more. That it's not supposed to be, like, very close to Christopher Reeves. It's supposed to be, like, in a sense, Zack Snyder's realistic take in a really, in a different way um, of what it would look like to have a man that has godlike powers and be from Krypton. And that's why Iron Man was so successful, because yep. John Favreau was basically given free reigns to do whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the best movies are, and that's why I think Aquaman and Shazam, yeah. which have been released by the time of this recording, yeah. that's why they've been so successful, because the directors have basically been given free reign to make a movie that's not concerned about 
establishing a universe, about being the movie that needs to be a billion dollar movie. Mm-hmm. It can just be its own good film. Every once in a while, it grosses a billion dollars, like Aquaman, which I'm My still man. shocked that it did. Yeah, but you know, it just, it, yeah, uh, uh, it just kind of shows you just the negativity of too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep, and many superhero films, not just Justice League, but other superhero films, have had that happen too. Yeah. I'll just do one more, okay. then we can get on a couple of yours. Yep. Um, we're going to end up probably talking about the upper lip and uh-huh. talking about the villain soon. Yep. But one, uh, I have two other ones, and the other two are those two. Okay. My other two, because I didn't take tons of notes, and yeah. I, I just want to watch the movie and just get small notes mm-hmm. that are, like, of emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, first one is Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um Half of this movie, I care about him as Batman because it comes from BVS and a little bit of Suicide Squad. He's in there. The other half of the movie, again, there's no stakes. Um, when they talk about his Bruce was trying to die for the team, I never felt that. Like, there's no stakes. At least the the acting of Ben Affleck never made me assume that that's what his plan was. Never gave me an intent of like, like he's going to give up his life like Soups did. Like, I don't know. Did, did he even want to be on set? Let's just put that out there. I don't I, know. I, I don't know. Like, it looks to me, to me like he's acting for a paycheck. Basically. So. Like, when you see him acting in BVS, you get that he wants to bring well, something new to, to the character. he's trying to prove everyone that he was the right one to choose this. Exactly. So. But in Justice League, it just seems like he's lost all desire. He yeah. couldn't get off the set fast enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could tell on some of his face. He doesn't even smile in this movie. Yeah. It's... Re- uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, continue. Then my small small weakness, which is also a strength, but part of him is on the weakness, is Flash. I have, on my weakness, Flash. But on my strengths, I have Barry Allen. Um... The Flash character is great on TV. Fantastic on TV. And they did not try to copy it, but they tried to do it without the yellow lightning. So, in a way, it's just doing the character the same, but just changing the actor (laughs) Um, and the acting style, because Grant Gustin does not put on this kind of, like, quirky rookie type. Yeah. Um... And, of course, we've had five seasons for him to uh, grow. But I enjoy the Flash on the show and how they present Flash. And yet, there are sometimes on the TV show it does not do its best because they demean him and put other characters above him. And I'm not saying he should be, like, the captain, but he is the person with the powers. Yeah. And, and this... Um, there's a part of it's a strength that I'll mention later, but weaknesses, it's it's just a little bit of too much quirkiness, mm-hmm. a little too much. I don't see Barry Allen. I don't see that person that I'm supposed to see that I see in the TV show. I see like a quirky a quirky version of maybe a Wally West or like you know Wally West tends to be more of like the flamboyant kid Flash. Um, and even when he becomes the head Flash, he's not Barry. Like he's not the crimin- He's not the guy that investigates murders. Wally has a different backstory, and he's a little bit more funnier and loosier. I just feel like 
I'm not sure really the really weaknesses. I'm not sure about Ezra Miller um, and the portrayal that they're doing. Um, now, if he can prove me wrong in his own movie, he can have all the right to do that. But in here, I just, it's, part of him is a strength. Part of him I do like. Um, but just a little bit of a spaz. A little too much spazziness in there. When I want to see, and he could be a rookie, but see him be charming. Barry Allen TV show is charming. Like, he's a cool guy that makes you invested in him. This is kind of just like a spaz. And because he's so spazzy, I don't get the chance in that five minutes, like the five minutes that we get, not even five minutes, with his father to like understand that emotion there. Mm -hmm. And that's just what happens when you don't give him his own movie. And you give him five minutes to try to plead out his guts to say, hey, be invested in this, you know, spazzy Flash. Um, so I'll be honest, if I did not watch the Flash TV series and I watched that scene without knowing anything about the Flash, I would have felt nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing with mm -hmm. that scene. And, I, and I, I do agree with you, see, like, I think they just made him a comedic character. They didn't really care about establishing his character as being a leader, which I know, well, obviously he is in the TV show, but in the comics as well, he is one of the, he is one of the leaders of the Justice League, right? They do establish him yeah. a, a, and such as a leadership kind of role. Yeah. But they kind of put him more in the role of the comic relief, which don't get me wrong, you know, you do need that. Yeah. But it's just that everybody else around him, with the exception of Aquaman, mm -hmm. it doesn't really do jokes that land. Yeah. So I feel like they really needed that, and they pushed that aspect more instead of trying to establish him as eventually being a leader. Really give him anything to do, because the only thing that he really is given to do is, like, this job that he's going to get at Central City. That's, like, the only real growth that he does throughout the entire film. So it just goes back to him not being done that Just being put in a box and staying there throughout the yeah. movie, you know. Go ahead, throw some of your weaknesses. Uh, all right, I'll throw a couple of, of these. Uh, you did bring up uh, Steppenwolf. I think I yep. should be the one to bring them up. Some superhero films have great villains. Yeah. You have Thanos. You have Killmonger. Some of the best villains in superhero films. And then you have villains like Steppenwolf who just are bad. There's no way around it. This guy's bad. He looks bad. His voice is just weird, and he says so much cliche. Like, I literally wrote in my notes, cliche line machine. <laughs> he gives Arnold a run for his money of just so many action cliche lines that he just says. And I'll tell you what, if yeah. you watch Justice League, I'm a Christian and I don't believe in drinking, but you have absolutely every right to have a drinking game for how many times he says mother in this movie. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> it, it's it, it, He's just bad. He, he's just a, a villain for them to fight. I, I don't really like him at all. They should have done a lot better. It's disappointing. It's, it's rough. The CGI is so oh. bad. Oh. That is the worst thing. Like, the campiness of the villain can sometimes go over the top that I'm laughing at that this guy said mother for the 11th time in this movie. Uh -huh. But he looks worse than the worst video game out there today. Yeah. That, like, the scene with the the island oh. with the, like, oh. the women fighting. Oh, 
that's the bad. Amazonian woman. Like he and I don't even know who the voice actor was, but granted, I didn't think the voice acting was like the worst part of him. It's that obviously what he says, but his look in that last fight is so bad, so bad. <laughs> Like, so bad. Like, he does not look like anything real. Like, he looks like he is completely computer-generated, but terrib- worse than the mustache. Does it, does it make you want to watch the Dark Elves? Kind of, it does. <laughs> we're setting the stage for Thor of the Dark World, in case if you're wondering. It will be done eventually. I absolutely hate how he looks. It is so bad complete like it is literally completely completely not even close to Thanos this movie spent so much money and he looks so bad that's because half of them went to Henry Cavill's mustache you know but yeah yeah that's enough to say about that uh, another negative yep. that I found in this film that we've kind of touched on already. Oh wait, no, we. Ha- oh. I'll, I'll I'll say one more after after this one. Yep. The the jokes, the jokes just don't really land in this movie. I I do like Flash for his jokes. Like I think he he does good comic relief. I think most of the jokes he says lands. So does Aquaman. But everybody else, whenever they try to tell a joke, it just doesn't work. It it just feels unnatural. Like, you you watch a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, or Shazam, or Thor Ragnarok, the jokes just flow naturally. It just feels like a natural part of the movie. Whereas Justice League, it's like you have, you know, either Joss Whedon, Zack Snyder, whoever, you know, just trying to insert jokes to make us look more like a Marvel film, where it just, it doesn't feel nat, like, it feels natural to this movie. It just feels really forced. Yeah. That's why I don't think they really work as well. And that's why some of them just kind of make me roll my eyes. Like when they redo the, you know, do you believe line, Superman says it to Batman. Mm-hmm. And then Superman drops him. Batman's like, yeah, I'm bleeding here a little bit. Mm-hmm. Paraphrasing. And it just is like, I know you're supposed to, I'm supposed to laugh here, but it's bad. So, that I didn't. Timing does not work in that scene. No. Although, although I will say there is a positive that uh, about that scene, but I, I will get to that. We yeah. will get to that eventually. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, one thing that I I hate when movies do this or TV shows. You know, I guess it's just a thing that I don't like. But when you have a character that's dead, and you bring said character back through a convoluted way, <laughs> Hunty don't like you when you do that. <laughs> So, because uh, I knew this was going to happen, and when they mentioned the mother box and like we gotta bring Superman back, I I'm every time I'm like, no, don't do this. You, were you one of the people that you wanted them to defeat Steppenwolf without Superman? Then the bad guy comes after that and is like, uh oh, we can't do him without a Superman. But, we can't do Darkseid without Superman. But, we can beat Steppenwolf without Superman, but we can't beat Darkseid. Well. Some people I like mean, the idea. I, I, I'm all for the fact of having Superman. Well, it does come to a question that I have about Superman with the team that I'm sure will come up later with the questions. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing of killing Superman in the first place just doesn't work. You know, you kill Superman in your second movie. Yeah. 
when you have plans to do more of him, it just doesn't work. You save that for later. You don't do it in your second... It's, it's almost like you have Iron Man, you know, great film. Yep. Iron Man 2, they kill Iron Man, and they find some way to bring him back in the Avengers. Like, it, it, it just it just wouldn't work. And it just doesn't work here. It, it just feels like... Um, uh, it, it just feels lame. It feels like, oh, we gotta bring Superman back because he's a Justice League member, so we have to do this. Yeah. And it, I, I, it's not the fact that I don't, I don't like it. I, I, it's true, I don't like it. But it's the fact that there's really no consequences to it. Because usually, like when they bring someone back, there's usually a consequence. They're changed. Yep. Now I know that in the original scripts, he was gonna change Black Suit Superman, all that. That would have been great. But he really doesn't change because he fights with the Justice League members. Then Lois comes, and when he, and the next scene when they're back on the farm, he's back to normal again. Really, nothing changed, you know, except he smiles more, which which that's great. But other than that, like you just you get my point. There's really no change to it, no consequence to bringing him back. No mm. one was sacrificed or anything. It just. I don't know. It just doesn't quite work for me. It's just one of those moments where I could say it's just kind of a cliche kind of moment of, oh, we got to bring someone back. Which yeah. this movie's filled with action, action cliches, by the way. Yeah. So, it's kind of what I had. Upper lip. It, <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. It is so especially bad. Especially ending. Especially when you see Lois. Because I would say maybe some other times. The beginning is clearly, it's clearly Josh's because Zach would never film something like That's that. That's the only good thing that Lip has. You can tell when Josh Whedon filmed scenes mm-hmm. and when Zack Snyder filmed scenes by looking at Superman's lip. Yep. So and those Zack Snyder ones are better. Oh yeah. With Superman in them, like True the fight that. scene is just better than him staring uh, and talking with Lois. Um, true. Very true. And. Which, if you don't know, the reason why they had to do that was he was filming Mission Impossible Fallout at the time, and Paramount was acting like jerks, saying... Contracted. Great contract. Contracted to keep his mustache. He had a mustache in that movie. That is the most valuable mustache in the world, right next to Tom Selleck right there. I mean, he looked good with the mustache in the movie. Yeah, I highly recommend Mission Impossible Fallout. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk about it one of these days, but... That mustache looks great but in why there. Why not, like, grow a beard? And, like, why not just... If you had Dark Sea Superman, problem solved. Yeah. Yes. Or... Be really goofy. And, like, say he's... Hey, he does this for Lois. And for one scene, you see a mustache, and it's Clark. He's in his uniform. And she's like, I don't like that on you. It would just make it one less shot of you having a CGI mustache. With movies that we've seen with aliens coming down to Earth, people getting superpowers by craziness, the having a mustache is not that hard to comprehend. It's just the idea of Superman wearing a mustache that people are like, well, he can't be looking like that. But I say, what if, what if it, as Clark, in the, you know working, he has a mustache for one day, then Lois just doesn't like it. Then the next scene, you just have a CGI shot. You know? But the shots of him as Superman, he has a beard. You know, so he went from a stage. Dark Superman, with the black suit, with the beard. 
becomes redeemed. Then he thinks, you know, next day he goes to work, he'll just dry a mustache out. Lois doesn't like it. Then you have one scene with a CGI upper lip, and it looks good. But this half of this movie is the CGI upper lip, and it does not look good. Just because no. they did not want to have facial hair in the movie for Henry Cavill. Thank you, Paramount. Yeah. You guys are great. You gave us Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Enough said. <sighs> okay. You got any... Oh, you already mentioned negatives. Yeah. So, is there anything good in this movie? I'm That's the question. talking about how bad... Some, some of the real weaknesses are really bad. Which, for those hard. of you who don't know, Zach is a very big DC fan. He is a DC fanboy. So if you're watching him giving these negatives, it, it's breaking my heart to watch because he doesn't want to do it, but he I knows don't. he has to. I have to. I have to be true to myself as to is this watchable for DC fans. Um, and I say the reason why I value it so much is if you grew up with the Justice League Unlimited and Justice League TV shows, which are cartoons, which I understand they're not. They're not. You know, they're not the Marvel Cinematic Universe by any means. Mm -hmm. But I grew up on that. Kevin Conroy's Batman's in there, you know? And, like, I just love them. The 90s Spider-Man is a good TV show. Oh, I love that TV then show. Then you love it when you watch Sam Raimi, because some part of that feels like that show. Mm -hmm. I just dream of a day having a Justice League movie of having characters that, like, all have their universes, and we know their stories. And there's this big threat, and you have a Justice League movie. And it's just... I don't know. Oh, it's, oh, it'll come, Zach. You just have to wait till 2037 when they finally have a plan. Yeah. That's all. I hope's in JJ, so... JJ! <laughs> don't disappoint us on Rise of Skywalker. No, That's do all not. I'm saying. Do not. Do not. <laughs> um, another discussion for another time. Yeah. Let's go for uh, highs, and I do have a couple highs. Um, I have a, I have one biggest high, and that is my man, Jason Momoa, uh, is my I biggest high in this movie. Now, he is not, like, worthy of an Oscar, but he by mm -hmm. far changed how you perceive Aquaman in that movie. Aquaman oh, is supposed that, to be blonde. Exactly true. Supposed to be, you know, wearing that gold and green suit and just look corny. He talks to fish. And they, Zack Snyder hired the guy from Game of Thrones and just made Aquaman like someone that's like you do not want to mess with. He talks to these sea creatures and embrace the silliness of it, but also know that's kind of cool. He could talk to sharks, you know? He can have a shark kill you when you're in the ocean. Like, that's corny, that's campy, but that's also terrifying that you can get swallowed by a blue whale, you I, know? I'm just trying to imagine Jaws with Aquaman in it. That's the reason why the shark killed people. <laughs> that's the reason that why. That explains Jaws for people. <laughs> if you ever talk about it, it explains so much. <laughs> you know, it just, to me, him in this movie, uh, he doesn't have his own movie before this, and maybe I'm giving too much credit to James Wan's Aquaman, but what he changed, he changed rightly, and I'm thankful for the changes. 
But if Zack Snyder didn't hire Jason Momoa, I wouldn't have the Aquaman that I, like, love. Like, I really enjoy the Aquaman movie. It's not better than Wonder Woman. It's not better than Shazam to me. But, and it deserves what it has on Rotten Tomatoes. It's long. It's it's the same story that's King Arthur. And Black Panther. Yes. But that's another discussion for another day. But Aquaman, especially Jason Momoa, I, I just have fun watching him. He's getting an acting gig and gets to be a super superhero, man. He gets to be Aquaman, and he he just he embraces the character that he is. And I mean, I I enjoy it. To me, it's the, the highest point of the movie for me. So um, now that's sad because the team has five members and he's the only one. But um, a small other high. Is the classic Batman music that they kind of tiptoe in there. Oh, loved it. Danny Elfman. Yeah. Um, so, I wonder if we're going to have any more of that in the future. Um, if they're going to bring any more classic Batman things into the new Batman They could have a new solo out. movie. So, um, uh, Cyborg fits this movie. Um, he is a character that I didn't need to see in a movie before. Uh, many of the comics... In Justice League War, which is what this is kind of based on, have Cyborg just being the focus in a way. Like, he is the reason why you're able to defeat Steppenwolf or Darkseid, whoever. is because he is connected to the Mother Boxes. So, and to be honest, I don't like how Cyborg looks without oh, a sweatshirt. Yeah, like, with I, I sweatshirt, was just thinking that watching that he movie. He looks good. Like, it's just here. Yeah, but when you see the full CGI yeah, just suit. His face. But, it looks bad. Yeah, just the suit is... I know it's all fake from behind-the-scenes looks. It's just... It's too glossy. It's too silver. It's just... It doesn't look good. Nope, not um, at all. The other high that I said about the Flash is... Another part of the Flash is when he writes scribbles on the guy's face. Um, that Batman scene is good with Flash. And him... Yep. Superman watching him is... Yo. It's just awesome because that character has never been seen before because he runs so fast. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like when they run at the end. Uh, it might it might be Josh Whedon's best that I've seen <laughs> in this movie, but uh, it's a classic uh, Flash vs. Superman race. Yep, that's what they're making homage to. So it's it's cool. Um, uh, another high. It might be debatable, but I think at some points in this movie. This makes me think, oh, redeem Superman. Like, you make him, like, redeemed him as in, like, re give him a rebirth. Like, identify him as, you do not want to mess with this guy. This guy is, like, all about, like, power, saving the day, hope, inspiring, which we don't get enough of and, um, and all that, but... Like, the Superman that's on the Supergirl TV show, I believe has all of these, and you get these from Christopher My Reeve, but... My uh, Maker Man! <laughs> he, I mean, part of it is like, well, Henry, Henry Cavill's not coming back. But Most I kind of feel like it's unfair. He was not, he did pretty good in Man of Steel. And BVS, yes. He was awful. He wasn't that great in. But Justice League is not his fault. That mustache is by contract. Mm -hmm. 
and when he is a Zack Snyder shot, he seems to be acting his best, yep. trying to be a good Superman mm -hmm. and be a good dark version as well. But Josh Whedon did not knew, did not know how to make it look good, um, so that's still a strength. Because um, mm -hmm. in the Superman music, there's a tad. I don't know if it's a music, but I like like the uh, trumpets. You don't, and like you that. don't really hear it that much. when you watch the Zam, you hear it when Superman walks. Yes, in, that's it. But you do not really hear it in Justice League. Yeah, but so those are all my strengths on my card. I have. All right, give me some of yours. Awesome. All right, some of my strengths. All right, so I will get that there are some good performances in this film. Jason Momoa, for example, although I'm not as high as Zach on him. <laughs> Like, when I watched him the first time, he was one that kind of grew on me. Like, I didn't really know what to think of him at first. Just kind of a interesting interpretation, you know? Mm -hmm. But ever since watching Aquaman and stuff, I've, I've grown to like him. You know, he's good. I don't think he's amazing, <laughs> but I do think he's good. Yeah. And controversy, I do like his, his suit that he wears in Justice League. I like that a lot better than the suit he wears at the end of Aquaman. I know. I'm going to get hated. There, yeah, there, there's, some, not, there's some controversy. These, I don't care. I like that suit in Justice League, but that's the classic comic book suit. You can't argue with that, but you can't. Okay. I, I will talk about it if we talk <laughs> about Aquaman. It, it will be talked about. Yeah. So I will not go into depth there, but that's all I'm going to say about yeah. that. Uh, Wonder Woman, I think she does okay. You know, uh, she's she doesn't do anything greater than what she did in Wonder Woman, but she didn't sink no. any low. She's consistent. She, she's good. And J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, I really liked him. Mm. Even though his role was, you could have cut him out in the movie, would not have changed anything. Yeah. But it was cool that he was there. Thought that was pretty cool. Good casting. Mm -hmm. And I mean Barry Allen, you know when it's a thing where I have to accept that this movie wants him to be a comedic character. Mm -hmm. I I wish they had done more with the Flash, but with what he does in this movie. I go with it, and I think that he does good for what he's supposed to do. And, you know, there's some great moments with him, like when... One scene I really do like that I think, you know, isn't really talked about too much is when Batman gives him advice to just save one person when they're fighting Steppenwolf for the first time. Mm -hmm. And he saves uh, Cyborg's dad for the first time. Yeah. And then he gets it, what Batman's talking about. You know, he says, save one more, then you'll know what you do. And he does. Like, I thought that was a cool moment, you know. And there's some there's some good moments in Justice League. Like, obviously we talked about the team fighting Superman. That's a great, probably the best action scene in the movie. And of course with Flash, you know, seeing Superman and Superman seeing him. Just, just great, great moment. Um, and, you know, the w first Wonder Woman action scene I thought was decent. Mm. And I do like a, another subtle moment of like when... Flash and Cyborg kind of have that scene of connecting because they view themselves as the accidents. You know, Flash was an accident in a lab, so was Cyborg. Like, I appreciate them at least trying a little bit to go a little bit farther. They just do nothing with it, obviously. Like, a lot of things in the this movie... The movie needs to end in 20 minutes, apparently. <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes, so there's no time for character development. Mm -hmm. But I do like that they at least tried. So th there's some decent stuff. Oh, and the, the Batman, the first scene we see Batman, you know, sort of pays a little homage to Batman 89 a little bit yeah. on the rooftop and stuff. So I thought that was, you know, decent. Batman at his best, easily for sure, in the movie. 
besides Ben Affleck beard, which, you know, if he had worn the beard in the entire movie, maybe he would have acted better. Changed my mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, those are some good, there's some good moments thrown throughout. It's just, you know, it's, it's in a movie that is inconsistent, you know. But there are some good moments I do like, and those were some highs in that. Okay. Uh, questions. Oh, I got a few questions. Concerns, snipe remarks. Uh, says. Yeah. So they talk about in the movie, uh, the parademon explodes, mm. which I don't get why the parademon explodes. It's not explained. It reminds me of Avengers when the singing villains like the things just stop once oh, you destroy the ship. It's it's Phantom One, lo- Phantom Menace logic. You kill yeah. the motherboard, you kill everything, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You capture it, it explodes. Doesn't that how it works in all movies, you yeah. know? But the thing that puzzles me the most is Lex Luthor apparently has notes about, like, these mother boxes and parademons and stuff. Like, how did he have time to get all these notes when he was so fixated on kryptonite? And all? I don't know, it, it just felt weird. I know Lex Luthor was supposed to be more in this movie than that throwaway cameo he was in. Which, by the way, he was a lot better in that cameo than he was in BBS. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. If we ever talk about BBS. Well. <laughs> but um, it, it just, that just didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. You know, it, They don't really explain. It's just, they're just like, oh, we conveniently have Luthor's notes about everything. And that's why we know everything about uh, these mother boxes. It's like... I didn't have time to study that. It it just didn't really, you know, uh, convince me that much. But I do have two more questions. I mean, I, I wrote a few more questions, but some yeah. of them are kind of, you know, throwaway questions. But two that I struggle with. One is, like, why is there a Justice League once they bring Superman back? Like, I kind of struggle with this a little bit because of the fact that Superman can basically do everything that the Justice League does and better. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of struggle, well, why is there a Justice Because it makes sense why they have the Justice League, because there's no Superman, and they need to defend the Earth, which, by the way, they do bring them together uh, it, conveniently, and I don't really feel that there's a team dynamic between them, <laughs> which I forgot to bring up in my negatives, but that's a big one. So, I, I just kind of... I don't know, it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me, like, why, you know, why they have the team anyway, you know, with Superman. Like, Superman can do everything that Justice League can do, so why have a Justice League when you have a Superman? That's just something that I, you know, kind of struggle with, and something that I feel like that they would struggle with in a future sequel that's going to be 15 years down the road, maybe. Mm-hmm. And one final one that it's not, I mean, it's not super serious, but it's just kind of one of those logistic questions of, like, how does the world explain Clark Kent coming back from the dead? I mean, you can explain Superman, but in BBS, Clark Kent died too, because he had two funerals, one for Superman and one for Clark Kent. Like, how would they... Because you see Superman, you know, the final shot of the movie is Clark Kent, you know, showing the Superman logo and flowing white. Like, how would he get his job back? How would they explain Clark Kent show, show, showing up one day and being like, Oh, Clark, you're back, but weren't you dead? I don't know, it, it just kind of... I mean, the movie doesn't care to explain it. It's just yeah. like, here's Superman, he's back. But explain it to us. I can have an excuse in my head, but and it was never said in the movie. 
which bugs me, which is what kind of bugs me about the Star Wars prequels a little bit, which we'll get to, but... <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be in the movie, people! Yeah. Um, yeah, I have just a couple questions for my own thinking and just asking around, why not a black suit? Fans want yeah. it. It's cool. Like, he doesn't have to wear it the entire time. He's encased in... Because I was watching your deleted scenes. There's a deleted scene with oh, the black it suit. it is. If you buy the Blu-ray or the digital, it's there. And I'm like, that would have been cool. And we know there was some part of a black suit in Zack Snyder's version. Yep. They took it off. Um, and I have watched people react and review and just get their views on this movie. And they asked this question, and I believe it's a very valid question when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Tell me, what does Thanos want? Up into Infinity War, what does Thanos want? He wants the six gems. He wants the six gems. How much, or how long, how much effort does it take for him to do that? It doesn't really take him much effort when it's all said and done. Yeah. Would you say that Till at least Avengers, till Avengers 2, till Avengers 3, he, his one mission is to get the stones. That's you don't valid. know what he's going to do in Avengers 1, it's just a sneak peek. Mm -hmm. But you know when in Avengers 2 they start mentioning Infinity Stones and Thor's back and his Thor's thing and then Vision comes along and you see him grab a gauntlet, you know. Then he comes in Infinity War, and it's the guy that was in Avengers 1 behind the scenes. Like, he's here, Tony, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. What does Steppenwolf want? Apparently, from what the movie describes, to make the way for Darkseid, but that's also a problem. We've never been introduced to Darkseid, so if you're not a comic book fan, you don't know what Darkseid is, what he wants what his ultimate goal is. Mm -hmm. It's just Steppenwolf paving the way for it, which makes sense. Because if you're going to do Justice League, why not do Darkseid? Like, if you're going to be different than the Marvel Cinematic Universe, why not introduce your villain straight up? Mm -hmm. Why, you know... Because Marvel, like we just described, waited until three movies to get... Three Avengers movies to get to our big bad of the Infinity Saga, Thanos. And it took him two movies to be defeated. Exactly. So why couldn't they have done that with Darkseid? And they would have preceded Marvel by a year with Thanos. But obviously they didn't because they thought it was going to be a part one and part two. Zack Snyder did. Yeah. Until Warner Brothers was like, nah, brah, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. We're just making one and make it funnier. Yeah. I always like asking that to myself because I'm like, well, we know Steppenwolf wants boxes. We know that he wants to be noticed somehow. We know that he wants to make way for Darkseid. But we also know he wants to meet his mother. Maybe? If that's what he means. Or mother, mother. box. You were made of her. So You're made of mother. Then you say, well, Darkseid. What did Darkseid want? To conquer the world? That's Why did he want to conquer the world? Like, that's as good as mine. I don't here's know. Here's the thing. We know in Affinity War what Thanos wants exactly. and why he, he does what he does. He wants to bring balance to the universe. Yes. He doesn't want to kill everybody. He's not all about world domination. He is. He thinks he's just. Yeah. He thinks he's 
a good judge of what his verdict is on the universe. And that's good character developments, unlike Justice League, mm -hmm. where you know nothing about Darkseid, you don't know what his ultimate goal is. The only things we know about Darkseid are he's mentioned in Justice League and that whole dream sequence in BBS that was going to point towards the Justice League films, which never happened. Yeah. Which, that is a failure on Justice League's film, because this is how I feel about an event film. You have to have a villain that not only requires a team to fight, but you need to have a villain that's a worthy foe. You don't bring your Dark Elves and uh, uh, Ironmonger <laughs> and Whiplash into a Justice League film. You save them for... Actually, you don't bring them in at all, but you save them for your solo films at worst, mm. but you do not... You have to have a foe worthy of fighting, and Steppenwolf, he just isn't it. Yeah. The writers didn't care about him, and that's why nobody, even the actor probably himself doesn't care about Steppenwolf. Yeah. So with all that being said, that's a lot of stuff uh, being said. A lot, lot to go through. Um, I have a grade. Let's see if it's close to yours. Alright, let's do this. My grade for this movie is a C minus. Okay. Uh, it is a movie that you can watch and you're not gonna, you know, be disgusting and be disgusted and like fall your eyes out of the horror that you're seeing because it's the Room remade. No, that's not it. Um, no, or Superman for the Quest for Peace. <laughs> um, but it is disappointing. Um, and you might say, well, it's only like four movies. It's going to be disappointing. True. But with that already being said, they went for it. They tried to make their Justice League movie, and it was disappointing. And yet it had bad it had problems with behind the scenes. But the final cut came out in this movie gone theaters. And I actually originally liked it a lot more than I do now. It has taken a toll on me because of what happened after this movie. Like, it completely rechanged, for a good thing, it rechanged how they were thinking the universe. But it also has taken them a step to maybe think, hey, Let's not do this connective universe anymore. And that's not what I'd want. I want them to be in the same universe. But it was because of this movie not making a profit and not being any good that they were rethinking things. Yep. And now I'm not sure if Shazam's ever going to be in the Justice League 2. Just, I'm not sure. Hopefully it will be eventually. We don't even know if they're making a Flash movie. <laughs> yeah, and you need to have a Flash movie. Soon. Maybe. But, uh, this movie deserves a 70 to 73 and uh, honestly it's right there for a maybe a C minus but I, I'll give it a C minus okay. um, and I would recommend you if you have the time to not watch this movie why because if you were going to pick the pantheon of DC movies that are in the DCU from Man of Steel from now Shazam that's out and you have two hours this movie I know there's Suicide Squad and there's BVS 
But it might not be as bad as those two, but they sh- it should be at the bottom of your list to want to watch. Mm-hmm. It like Suicide Squad is still maybe even worse, and so is BVS. But they're still maybe even watchable because you don't need to care about the Suicide Squad characters. You don't need to mm-hmm. care like BVS has his problems, but it can be even maybe more watchable because Batman and Superman fight, and Batman has an awesome scene. But this is just kind of depressing that it's your fa- it's DC fans favorite characters of all time mm-hmm. and it does not reach the success it needs to and doesn't even get to where I want it to go um, and there, it's been such a like been such damage control about this that I don't haven't even bought this movie <laughs> I have Man of Steel BVS I don't have Suicide Squad because I don't care I have Wonder <laughs> Woman and I have Aquaman, and I have Shazam. Shazam. I'm skipping Suicide Squad, because I don't care, but I'm skipping this, because it hurts kind of watching this. It gives me pain watching this. <laughs> because, like, the Crisis event coming up in Crossover, I'm excited for. Oh, it's going to be great. And it's not because, like, I love all of those characters, but they spent time with these characters, and I get to love ones that I truly, like, really enjoy. I have not spent any time with any of these characters other than maybe Superman and he comes back you know he doesn't give himself sacrificially again in this movie and Wonder Woman I knew they weren't going to kill and Ben Affleck doesn't want to even be out there (laughs) so like the only high for me the biggest high is Aquaman and it shouldn't be that for Justice League so this movie gets a if you're a, a fan that has time to watch a movie that's DC. Do not watch this movie. Um, save your money. Save your time. Watch Aquaman. Watch Shazam. Watch Wonder Woman. Be happy about the DC product. <laughs> Be happy about your that are life. Out here. Um, because the good thing about this movie, it has consequences that have helped the DCU say, hey, let's create movies. Then we'll share a connected Whoa, universe. what a novel idea. So I'm thankful for that. But that was more because they gave... They learned, and that we got to give the directors their right to create their character. Mm-hmm. And it's not because of this movie. It's because they learned from this movie. This movie has its own problems. So I would say C- minus at best. This is not an F. It's not like a low D, because some of that stuff, it's still fun. It's still watchable. Mm-hmm. It's just disappointing. It's a disappointing yeah. C- minus one that's... It's a test. It's your first big exam. And... They rushed. They did not study enough. They did not prep. Yeah. And they came out with a C minus to D plus. That's right. And it just makes people that are there, like, reading the test score and be like, I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I feel you. Mic drop. All right. Well, well, what can I say <laughs> after you saying that? I'm done. Well, I this, can't take it. This might take me a few minutes to get to my grade, but yeah. I will get there. I remember the low state I was in with the DCEU. At suic- my movie, my slow burn was Suicide Squad. It's a Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Suicide Squad I thought was actually pretty good when I first watched it. Really? It's the first movie, uh, well, the last movie I watched before I went to college. Mm. So it'll always have a special place in my heart. But I do realize that it's not that good. <laughs> so I was very nervous about Wonder Woman. It became a hit. Yep. And the two trailers, the Zack Snyder trailers, were great. We're for good. Justice League. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had hope. 
I had hoped that maybe Justice League would be the start of the DCEU going in the right direction. Yep. And even despite it re reading a 40% Rotten Tomatoes rating on Rotten Tomatoes before I even went to watch this movie, I still went, have my movie ticket, I have <laughs> proof I went and saw this movie. He does have one. Uh, I have two because my dad, I drive my dad to it. I uh, saw it on Saturday, November 18th, 2017, in 3D, mind you. <laughs> Which I don't remember. Uh, I do remember the 3D shot of the battering. That yeah. was cool. That's the only reason to see it in 3D. But I remember just watching it and just realizing disappointment. Because you have some movies that are really good. You have your Avengers Endgames. You have your Dark Knights that are just amazing movies. Then you have some that are that are good. You know that they, they aren't great but you know they're they're good you know um aquaman for example aquaman's a good movie it's yeah. not great but it's a good movie it satisfies you know your time mm -hmm. um captain america the first avenger i mean that's an another good movie not yeah. great but a good movie it's a good glass of milk i would say exactly yeah and an underrated marvel film which if we ever get a chance to talk about that i will talk about how underrated it is but there are some movies that are really bad. You know, your Batman and Robins, your <laughs> Superman for the Quest for Pieces. You've said that movie three times in this one review. It's because it's bad. <laughs> I, so and we're probably gonna watch it eventually. <laughs> uh, who knows? But uh, and then there's just some that are just disappointing, and Justice League is one of them. When I look at Justice League, I think that this movie could have worked there are some things in here that are that are actually pretty decent you know i do like some of the casting that they have for some of these characters there are some cool ideas for action sequences they they do have some interesting concepts you know like i mentioned with you know some character moments like with flash and cyborg yep. and just kind of, you know, the action with team versus the super, with superman. You know, they have some interesting ideas. It's just that you have a movie that was compromised from the start. Because originally this was going to be two parts. But Warner Brothers, before they even started filming Justice League, said to Zack Snyder, well, because of BVS, yep. you need to change your script around. Mm -hmm. It needs to be funnier. It needs to be lighter. And it needs to be one film. And here you go. And that ruined the film to start. And then Zack Snyder filmed this film, which is very much the least Zack Snydery out of all of his films. Yeah. We very much agree. And it was going okay until, of course, his daughter passed away, which was a tragedy. And so that, you know, allowed him to step down from Justice League, and that's why Joss Whedon took over for post-production. But it's still a Zack Snyder film because he filmed a majority of the movie. But you can just tell with this film, just that there's no real one clear direction. It's very muddled. Mm. You have different things going on. You have moments where it feels kind of darkish a little bit. But then you have a lot of moments where it's just, you know, they're trying to be jokey. They're trying to be a Marvel film. They looked at Avengers and they were like, okay, we have to make this film fun. That's mm -hmm. why Avengers made $1.5 billion. 
besides the fact that they have great characters and it's just amazing. But they they just I just don't feel like that they they wrote too much on this film. They realized this film needed to be a success, and so that's why there was too many creative ideas. You had Zack Snyder with his input, and then you had Joss Whedon who wanted his ideas. Then you have Warner Brothers who ruined the whole thing. So it's really there's, there's not really there's not really one thing to blame for this film. It's just a lot of bad things coming together for once. Mm -hmm. I mean, the plot it just it just is bland. Yeah, it is bland as all get out. So is Steppenwolf. I don't feel like this team is a team. When you watch the first Avengers film and you see the journey that all these characters take when they come together, when you have that scene where they're when the camera pans to all the Avengers, you know, in their lineup yeah. ready to fight, I feel that this is a team. Whereas Justice League, I never feel that way. I barely even know half the characters in the team let alone feel as if that this is a complete unity team that I'm going to watch in future installments. I just don't feel that. And so so that's really awful. Besides the CGI being awful and just some not-so-good performances, I didn't really care for Cyborg's performance in this film, Ray mm -hmm. Fisher. Ben Affleck didn't really do much in this film either besides looking like he doesn't want to be there. And this movie just leaves a whole a bunch of questions that it just doesn't want to answer because it just needs to get through it. Besides the Batman-Superman fight, there's really no action scene that really excites me. It's very bland. There's a lot of cliche action movie moments that are in this movie. A lot of dialogue that just feels like it's taken straight from an Arnold Schwarzenegger film like you expect to hear in an action movie. Mm -hmm. it, it just, it feels, it, it just feels fluffy. You know, one thing that I could at least, you know, I feel the way I do about BVS, but at least I can appreciate BVS. They were at least trying to do something with that movie. Yeah. This movie, it doesn't feel like they're trying to be different than Marvel. It feels like they're trying to copy Marvel. This movie even has two post-credit scenes. Mm. Granted, one's a lot better than the other one, yeah. but they both are just trying to be too much like Marvel. This movie needed to be a success, but it wasn't. Yeah, It just didn't work. And that's why I say that this movie, it was over before it even started. Before it started filming, this movie already was kind... It wasn't guaranteed... But it was looking like it wasn't going to be good. And turns out, it turned out to be disappointing. There's some good parts that I do like about it, but there are also just some... Just this whole film just feels forgettable. And that's not how you should walk away from a team-up film. You should feel like you've experienced the best thing ever, instead of just feeling, okay, I wasted two hours of my life, now what? Yeah. And that's kind of... I mean... It's kind of, to an extent, how I feel watching Justice League. This is not an awful film. Do not get me wrong. Some people hate on this film. Mm -hmm. I don't... I mean, there are things to hate about this movie, obviously. Things to question. It's not great. But there are some decent moments to it that at least makes it watchable. 
But this is one of those films that I look at and I look at it and I just think I'm watching a franchise fumble. Just just like just oh, like no. just just like watching BB uh, not not necessarily Batman and Robin, but you know, just other films like Spider Man three, you know, just films that you just you know that after watching it you just think how are they gonna go next? And there are some movies that doing it uh, being either disappointing or not that good, they make corrections. The best thing about Batman and Robin is the fact that without that movie, we would not have the Dark Knight trilogy. Yep. Because if Batman and Robin was as successful as Batman Forever, they would keep making Batman Forever movies. But thankfully they didn't, and we have an awesome trilogy of movies. Hopefully we could talk about them one of these days. The good thing about Justice League is that with this film, DC knew what went wrong, and they chose to correct it by making character-focused movies, which have been successful so far with Aquaman and Shazam, and hope, amen to that. My boy Zachary Levi, I can't uh, wait to talk about you. <laughs> but And I hope it continues, you know, with Birds of Prey and, you know, The Batman. Wonder Woman 84. Wonder Woman 84. Even Joker, which is coming out soon, probably won't watch it because it's rated R, but hopefully that'll do well too. So you can learn from Justice League, but this is a testament to just having too many cooks in the kitchen and just kind of messing with the creative vision and letting it kind of become bland. So I say all that to eventually get my grade. Your grade Don't is. Don't worry, it, it's coming. And I struggled with my grade. Yeah. Because going into this movie, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this one of two grades. I'm either going to give it a D plus or a C minus. That was my struggle going into this film. And watching it, I really wish there was an in-between between a D plus and a C minus. I really wish there was. But if I had to choose a grade between one or the other, I'll go C minus. Because I think there is some fun to be had. There is some yeah. cool moments in this film that are actually kind of interesting. But unfortunately, the entirety of this film is just disappointing. Yeah. It really could have been a lot better, should have been a lot better, but it ultimately wasn't. And so this is our testament to the fact that when you do... And I, I say this about the entire DCEU take your time you don't get to marvel success by you know not training for running a marathon you mm. get there by taking your time by training and that's what marvel did and my goodness avengers endgame the biggest movie of 2019 the highest grossing movie of all time you get there by taking your time in DC, I think they've learned their lesson with Justice League, and hopefully they'll take their time to eventually get to greatness that I think DC can get to. Mm -hmm. But Justice League, it isn't it. Yeah. Not my least favorite DCEU movie, but certainly not up there with some of their great movies. Yeah. So, ultimately, I give it a C-. There are some enjoyable moments, but ultimately, this one is kind of forgettable hate to say that about a Justice League movie, mm. but that ultimately is where we're at. Yeah. So, C-minus. Yeah. For lack of eventually getting there. Well, so. yeah. You say forgettable, I say disappointing. 
That's pretty much the feel of this movie. Yep. I, although I do agree with both. I think it's both forgettable and disappointing. Yeah. So, that was the Justice League review. Um, had fun reviewing it. We'll catch you next time. Uh, peace out.